Okay. Back, 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 back. Every, 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 every thing, 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 thing. Must I can't do it anymore? I don't want to do this unless <laughs> I'm actually on a, like psychedelics or something. Because I have, I still have remnants of a headache, and that's just gonna fuck with me more. No. Oh yeah, that doing that, but doing some acid e- probably help you. <laughs> I don't know about acid. Acid rules. Yeah, I don't know. This the name scares me, and the fact that it makes your spine bleed. I well, don't that's know. True. Is that true? That's is that just a spec yard? Respect your neck because it's going to bleed. Yeah. All right. Welcome to the <laughs> <Critics> <laughs> Podcast. Welcome. Welcome. I'm Michelle. I'm Sam. And uh, we are here. We're here today to talk about some stuff because what we do is uh, we share our differences in media with each other and we talk about it. We discuss... And make fun of it. <laughs> and we just kind of go off on tangents about other things as well. So, uh, what's up, Sam? How are you doing today? I'm doing good. I woke up with a headache, but I knocked it out with one of those Starbucks... Uh, double shot Double things. espresso. I'm trying not to drink as much soda because I'm gaining weight <laughs> in a way I don't enjoy. I don't mind having a little gut, but I don't like when I'm starting to notice things like... Oh, I have to loosen this up now. That's not good. So I'm trying to cut out some calories. Not really calories, just I just know that I drink a shit ton of soda, and I know that that is not helping me. Sugar. Sugar. So now I'm... No, I was just calling you a name. <laughs> hey, sugar. Hey, baby pie. <laughs> baby pie. I've never said that in my life. Don't like that <laughs> unless it's made of babies. <laughs> that time, you know, I was like, hey, pass the baby pie. If you make pie out of veal, will that technically be baby pie? I mean, technically. Would you eat veal pie? No, I don't think I'd eat any sort of meat pie. Is meat pie actually a meat thing? Yes. Is it like a... uh, Like minced meat. Is it like a, what do you call it, a chicken pot pie? Is that in the same world? Or are they trying to make it sweet? It's in the same world. No, they're not trying to make it sweet. So actually, it's probably delicious. There are savory pies. So, savory meats oh, I guess based into patri- pastries. Pot pie, isn't it? I didn't even think about it having pie at the end. But yeah, that's how I'm doing. How are you doing? <laughs> um, I'm, uh, I'm okay. <laughs> <laughs> I woke up this morning. I was motivated. I got some shit done. And then you got up and I took a shower and I had a headache and I've had a headache since. So, so we reversed roles. Yeah, we did. I knocked mine out with Starbucks, and you got one from Starbucks. I do not drink Starbucks. I don't like them. I just fucking choke them down because I'm trying to get caffeine in the morning. To do you drink something after to get the taste out of your mouth, or do most you just of the time I have some water? Like I chug it like it's a shot, and then I grab the bottle of water and I chug that and swish my mouth around. <laughs> do you feel like it helps? Do you oh, notice yeah. a difference? Oh yeah, I notice a big difference. I'm not getting caffeine headaches because if I would just stop drinking Coke, I would get a fucking caffeine headache and I would be like super tired mm-hmm. and groggy. But now I'm at least getting the caffeine boost without the like all the extra sugar. Yep. Sugar, man. Like I They under- say it's the killer. They say it's as addictive, if not more than cocaine. Yeah. So 
So now I'm like, I understand yeah. coffee in a way, except coffee, it seems like you have, not only does, to me, does coffee taste horrid. It's really bad. But it, there's way more caffeine in these little double shot espressos. It seems like people that drink coffee, they have like four cups of coffee. Mm-hmm. I'm just drinking one of these little ass fucking cans and done. Because they enjoy the taste. Yeah, that's crazy to me. But I don't like tea either, so... and I love tea. tea. I'll drink just black tea. No sweetening. Sweetener? Nice hair. It's beautiful. Thanks. I wish you could <laughs> see it. You kind of look like Kate from John and Kate Plus 8. Hi, I'm Kate from John and Kate Plus 8. And I had eight babies come out of my vagina. Not a one of them was a C-section. Not a one. I did have a Q section. <laughs> That's where they just cut a hole and they put a little line. We don't even need transitions. We just need you to kill the mood and me to just be like, all right, let's move along to the next I'm thing. Not killing the mood. It just kills you. <laughs> I mean, do you think they're good quality jokes? Do you th- no, are you proud think, of the stuff that you're doing here? But I think they're fun. Good time. I like to shoot finger guns while I do it. (laughs) And make weird residual throat sounds. I do. (laughs) You know, is this racist that my dad... I don't know if you should continue. (laughs) (laughs) Well, he's dead. So my dad, (laughs) he used to take... I've probably told this before. Oh, Indians? We'd go out on the back porch and we were shooting Indians and he would point to a place like... He's on top of the basketball goal. And my job was to be like, Pew! with my finger gun. I mean, was he saying Indian? Was he saying engine? He was saying, it was shooting Indians. So, I don't remember shooting engines or... I don't know. Cowboys and Indians bastards. was a whole, th- a whole thing. Yeah. Still. And your dad was a cowboy, apparently. Now it'd be, we're going out back shooting terrorists. Pew, 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 pew. We're going to get ISIS. And we're going... <laughs> We're going to slap them in cells. You profaner of ISIS. That's a little preview of what's coming up. <laughs> yeah, I say we start this. Okay. This week was a Sam week. It and sure I'm was. Sure everyone is excited to listen to this album. I'm sure no one's listening to this episode. I <laughs> <laughs> or we might have some new people who are just real big fans of Iced Earth. Because we listen to Iced Earth Horror Show. Is there like an underground or like super Iced Earth yes. following? Yes. Especially uh, overseas. They are oh, that loved makes sense. in European nations. and uh, They love that real technical, clean metal over there in other and what you countries, it seems. nerd metal. Like it's This kind of metal, it doesn't seem like tough to me, even though they tried to wear like leather jackets and act like they were tough. The toughest. Way but to be. It is not tough Leather. in any way. I think the riffs are fucking awesome. Like so like really heavy riffs, but there's like a world of metal where there's an attitude like you're like, Oh, I actually do think that guy's could probably beat the shit out of me. Like you listen to Pantera, like later Pantera or Super Joint Ritual and you're like, Yeah, Phil and Summo seems like he could clock me one. <laughs> These guys just seem like Clock me one. I'll beat you in Dungeons and Dragons, <laughs> goddammit. Yeah, I'd get beaten either way because I just kind of genuinely suck at everything. But as long as you're uh, good at what you do, nerd on. Yeah, nerd on. All right, so we listened to Horror Show. I'm just going to start the album and then we can talk about it more. Because it's not like they're singles. It's not like it had any chop 
chop tarting hits no no pop tart hits but mm, pop tart hits there are a lot of long songs here so i say we get this started because the sooner we get it started the sooner it ends <laughs> <laughs> a little preview oh, of how you feel no i'm a huge fan of this i love it so God much let's it, please <laughs> let's start it i'm so excited let's play i already talked about how your sarcasm is more cutting than me just straight being like this sucks i'm definitely more mean about your stuff than you are about mine but again i think it's because one of us genuinely has better taste in music yeah me me sure i've been told i have bad taste before i don't think that's true you know who said that kent yeah <laughs> kent who likes to call me out because we disagree on things regularly he just loves the thing so much that he wants you to see the thing that he loves no i get it i totally understand it's just funny like because i do like and respect kent but like there are a lot of things we do not have in common and i think that that's just interesting because i feel like i have that with a lot of people i have those relationships with everyone listen to matt barlow sing I'd rather hear you do that. I can't do it as good as he can. He's one of the best high streamers in metal to me. There's like Rob Halford and him. We did Judas Priest that one time, didn't we? Correct. Yeah. His voice just sounds like it still has a an edge to it. Although, although he does. I'm getting into it. I love this. God damn it. You hear it go like that. Well, I already told you, there is a guy, I don't I should have looked up his name on the internet. I don't know it. But he regularly does YouTube videos where he has long hair, he looks like a metal guy, but he sings in the style of he'll sing a song in the style of like 30 plus artists. And uh, he has like a very technical metal sounding voice like this so i just picture that guy the entire time but you showed me a picture of this guy and he had long red hair super long red hair and super red super red did he look anything like you thought absolutely not because i assume for some reason everyone is gonna look like uh god i lost his name as soon as i said it lead singer of megadeth dave mustaine yeah i i assume people look like dave mustaine you know, he's a redhead, too. Like Barface. He yeah, does have a Barface. But he's more strawberry blonde. Uh, now. Because this has, like... Because this came out in 2001. But it, it has, like, a modern sound, but it does have, like, an 80s hair metal sound. It's, like, an updated... Yeah. Like, a modern take on 80s hair. Like, intense 80s hair metal. But, like, we're going to do these modern drum styles and yeah and another huge difference is lyrical content seemed like when i think 80s hair metal i think of like girls, girls, girls. girls. yeah this is like all nerd all the way it's real balls out sorry i was trying to squeeze out a fart but Your not face make a but like my head hurts so bad when i fart apparently and, and push that it was very conflicting i can see that I mean, I did see it literally on your face. Uh-huh, you did. So this album, like you said, came out in 2001. Correct. Uh, June 26th. I think this is very close to when I first heard Ice Cream. And I can remember when it happened. But I first wanted to talk about who plays on this. We got Matt Barlow on vocals. 
was the vocalist for like the past four albums. John Schaefer on guitar, who's like, he is Iced Earth. He's the only member that's ever been constant. This band goes through. To this day. Yeah. Okay. The lineup changes all the fucking time. Uh, Steve DiGiorgio on bass, who was a very popular bass player. Okay. And it was like a big deal that he was you. getting on this album. Uh-huh. Uh, John Schaefer ended up fucking hating him. And... Because he quit right before a tour. Like, supposed to go tour for this album and then just quit through facts. Oh, like he agreed to the tour and yeah. then, well, that's really shitty. And then through facts, he didn't even call the guys. He just, and they couldn't get a hold of him. We'll And then Richard Christie on drums, who I already talked to you about off microphone at one point. Well, now do it on microphone. Remember me telling you about a guy that I was trying to find videos of him drumming? And I kept finding all these Howard Stern videos. Yes. And then it said Steve D- or Richard Christie drumming on Howard Stern, and I figured out that the reason he quit Iced Earth after a few tours was so he could get a job on fucking Howard Stern. He loved Howard Stern so much, he was obsessed with him. And that when he they did like this contest because somebody died, so they needed a new cast member. Okay. And uh, it was Artie Lang's nose. <laughs> Fuck it, Artie Lang. What, a year sober now? Yeah, good for him. Yeah, good for him. Well, that was a song called Wolf, because this whole album is based off of horror movie stuff and horror movie monsters. Well, continue your story about Howard Stern. But, uh, so they did this contest where they whittled it down by fan vote to who would be the next, uh, guest. I guess Richard Christie at this point had already been sending in a lot of prank calls and he would, like, call in and do characters and stuff. So he was already part of the show. And then he won. And so they offered him a job, and Richard Christie said, I can't pass up my dream job. So he left. Because you said he like listened to Stern every day and said, was like an avid fan. He said religiously he would listen. Like It had to start his morning. Which is, it's weird that your job, I don't know. I, I kind of feel that way. Stuff, I feel that way in the mornings. There are a lot of mornings where I wish I could listen to Jim and Sam. Yeah. And like real time about what's going on today, even though I'm sure they talk about things I don't care about because I just I watch all the Internet clips I can. But still make you laugh. Yeah, I would enjoy it. But they also listen to music that I'm not really into. I don't need to listen to fucking seven Aussie songs. Yeah, you do. Do I? Mr. Parkinson's himself. You know that, right? Of course. I told you. And then you said, I already know. Yeah, from 19 different news sources over four different days so funny how one news thing can report it like the first and then four days later it's still like news breaking news <laughs> yeah like you motherfucker it's been known or it's like remember how we told you this well here's a little more information that we already told you yeah they just want to drag that shit out forever here's it differently worded so that it seems different mm-hmm. all right we're gonna move on to a little song they like to call damien watch out what is the deal with Damien being like? Is it supposed to be like the son of the devil? Yeah, like son of Satan. What What does this originate from? Uh, a movie called The Omen, I do believe. Uh, plus, it's just, I think throughout time, Damien's just always been the name for the son of Satan. Maybe, I might be wrong on that. But a movie came out called The Omen, where he was... Uh, he was a kid and like he was the son of Satan, but nobody knew it. But he was like evil. And, like he just look at stuff and bad things would happen. So why hasn't there ever been like a teen movie where 
Jesus and Damien go to school together and they don't get along because their dads hate each other. And because maybe Jesus they learn way older than Damien. Maybe they learn to be friends and then they have to convince their dads to get along. And it's somehow a romantic comedy. Alright. The called, Omen, I was correct. Well, well, I was having fun with my romantic comedy idea, but yeah. continue. I couldn't get past it, though, because that's... There's Damien. He's a little boy. He looks like the guy from ACDC. He does, because he's in a English schoolboy outfit. <laughs> <laughs> they made a remake of this movie, too, which was, like, pretty much scene for scene. Fucking metal, man. So let me show you John Schaefer. Then you might be like, yeah, that guy looks like he's in this band. Okay. This is the guitar player, John Schaefer. Yeah, that looks pretty basic. Yeah. Like, that's just the kind of guy you would expect to see in a metal band. He's, he's the man. He started the band. He's and he's the one who's still in it. He writes all the songs, basically. Music and lyrics? Sometimes lyrics. I think half his album was written by him. And then Barlow wrote the other half. Yeah, these parts I understand. It's like so dramatic. Because it's so good. Oh, it's oh yeah, it just God damn it, say your me. real fucking feelings. <laughs> Sam, it's fucking with me. Is it? Yeah, because I can't get any angle. <laughs> you can't. Get I think it's pretty obvious that I fucking hate this, and yeah. that this is so not up my lane. What do you want me? To, I mean, do you want me to just be like, no, no every time? Say like. <laughs> Like the cheesiness of it and why it sounds cheesy. Not just go, oh yeah, I love it. Well, I was trying to sing along in the first song <laughs> and I, it kind of emphasized the things that I thought were super cool. And uh, you told me to stop. So I don't know what angle <laughs> I'm supposed to take. That shit's awesome. I'm so... Okay, I'll say it. I'm surprised that you like this. Because of the vocals? Or everything? Um, well, I know that you're not really a lyrics man, so I don't think that the, that part really matters to you so much, even though you seem to know all the words. I've listened to this album a lot. <laughs> and I can tell what he's saying. Um, it's... It just sounds... It's like a rock opera. Again, like it's just weird because I would never, because you would say that you don't like stuff like this. Like if, if it'd be like, Sam, you want to go to a rock opera? You'd be like, fuck, no. But then you listen to stuff like this and Symphony X and stuff that's like big and just very like theatrical and performance-esque sounding. Like it's a big show, a big Fucking show. <laughs> Clown show. <laughs> I've never heard it as theatrical. Like it's you probably say because that. it's so like clean and precise and like big, but not in a, it's not sloppy. And they're, yeah. and it's not singing about like girls and poontang. It's about like religion and whatever, and whatever the fuck is getting ready to happen now. You're saying that in contrast to what the music sounds no, like. No, we it need to be. listen to this. That's part of rules. See, that's the thing. 
But I can't, uh, if I even say it like I'm an asshole. Because I'm the same way. Like, it's like the things that we pick out that we don't like about some things. But then, like, because you like this and because you have, like, some nostalgic connection that you think it's awesome yeah. or whatever. <laughs> Huge nostalgia. But, like, uh, if, if this is something I brought to the table, you would laugh at it. Like, when we did the Justin Timberlake thing and he was talking during a song, you brought it up to me that you thought it was hilarious and that you, like, cracked up laughing. Yeah. So, it really, it's interesting that, like, but, like, that's the thing. I, I know that that's bad and I let it slide. But then with this, I'm just like, oh, God. So it's just interesting how it just depends what you're into and what how it sounds to you. And, like, the way that it is presented to you can make it easier for you versus if it's just presented yeah. in a different way. It's god-awful. And what they're talking about. Like, I laugh more at the Justin thing because it's like, yeah. it's the hey, girl. It's Justin. Yeah, that kind of stuff. This is like... He's talking about shoving something into the body of Christ. I'm like, yeah. By the way, the yeah. phrase God awful. Yeah. I never thought about this before. Are you saying something's God awful because God is awful? Like, is it as awful as God? It's God awful. I think you're using God as in the size of it. Like, it's so awful that only God could make it that awful. <laughs> like a, a face only a mother could love? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah uh, I get it, though, with the cheesiness and the, like, how it's shocking that I would like this. I can't. Yeah, there's just, because there's so many things that are cheesy that I, I know are cheesy, but I'm so open to because it's nostalgic. I reject this completely. I, I think if you would have given it to me now and I never heard Ice Earth, I'd be like, what the fuck? Yeah. Because there's new ice dirt that I do say, what the fuck? Yeah, but as 34-year-old Michelle hearing this for the first time, <laughs> I have no place in my life for this. Yeah, this album makes me feel 16. I was I was at band camp. So does it make you want to jerk off real hard? I just don't sit around thinking about me being 16 and want to jerk off. No, I think about like people like Jake Then and David Kligerman and Nick Francisco. Like, Did they like stuff like this? Yes, that's how I got into it. I rejected it at first. I was like, Iced Earth, and then I, they were like, no, listen to this album called Alive in Athens. This will do it for you, I swear. And that's the time when we all had CD players with, like, headphones. Yeah. And uh, Just I was at band camp for, like, a week, and I was at this really shitty, rundown place where the guy that served us scrambled eggs didn't wear a shirt. <laughs> I want to hear more about this guy. <laughs> that's about all I can remember. We all just talked about how he didn't have a shirt. That he was serving his food. Well, I'm sad that I don't know more about this guy. <laughs> I wish I could remember. Uh, and, like, the whole crew I was with were like, no, I started fucking rules. And I just thought, guys, no. Like, I'm listening to Mudvayne, man. So you were already into metal, just not this yes, kind of metal. Yes. Yes. I wasn't listening to anything with high vocals like this. Like, the only high vocal thing I knew at this point that I was tolerating was Jesus Christ Superstar. <laughs> Which is in the same, like... It's in the same ah! cheese realm of, rock like, opera. That's big what I was about the rock whole opera, theatrical. And then I listened to Live in Athens, which is a two-disc set of them playing two live shows, two nights in Athens, and they just mixed it together and used the best of the best. And I just, I was like, 
Fuck, I like it. It's just interesting because you think that this type of person who would listen to this is the type of person who also wouldn't maybe be into dying fetus and cannibal corpse and stuff like that. Like, there, it would be like an either-or sort of thing. And like For a lot, it is. Yeah. So, to me, it is interesting that you do kind of tread both lines, I guess. Yeah, at this point, I'm... I just started listening, you know, I was listening to Slipknot, uh, Static X, Mudvayne, like Misfits. But none of, yeah, none of those things are like this at all. But no, no Dying Fetus. I'm not into death metal at all yet. I hadn't even really heard death metal at this point. So then I hear this, and I'm like, ah, it's fucking nerd metal. And then I was like, fuck, I like nerd metal. Which is really only one of the bands, one of the bands that sounds like this. Like, I can listen to one Judas Priest album, let's do like two Iron Maiden albums, and... What about Rush? How many Rush albums can you listen to? Uh, Best of (laughs) or select songs from other albums, which would be called a best of, I guess. Mm -hmm. And then afterwards, when David Klingerman and I are going to CD World a lot, because I was hanging out with David a lot. CD World? Yeah, CD World ruled. Was this in the city somewhere? It was in Cincinnati. Okay. It was a used and new CD store, record store. And for some reason... Metalheads flocked there because, like, the used metal selection was huge. So, so that's where I would just buy CDs for, like, $3. Like, I don't know. I've never heard of these guys, but it's $3. I'll listen to it. And if I don't like it, I'll just bring it back to CD World. Is that what, do you think that that's what people were doing was just trying it and just constantly, like, probably trading it out, which is why there were always so many because it was just, like, testing the waters constantly? I'm going to guess because it was constantly rotating, too. I'd find new shit there all the time. And then there'd be the day where you could tell, like, some mother got sick of it and just, like, Oh. Gave a whole CD collection of underground death metal. I like, wonder how often that happened. I think it happened a lot because this is where I got like Deflashed and Morbid Angel and Deicide. And well, they were so big, which I don't know if, if it's as much of a deal now because I think it's more like sexually perverse things is what I would imagine. And like drug related stuff is what like is happening more in modern music. But I feel like there was it. Into hip hop. That yeah, but I think that, I mean that's like the main thing. That's I watched this whole fucking video about how rock used to rule, like what happened to rock music and like how it has completely fallen off of the contemporary music charts. Like rock yeah. used to be so in and great and in pop, and this is something we've talked about. Like in the '90s, you could hear all different kinds of music that was considered pop. Now pop is hip hop and pop and country. Yeah, but it's still mostly just like a hip pop. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sort of thing. So, <clears throat> what the fuck was I talking about? I feel like I stretched way too far away from what I metal was. Used, rock used to take over. <laughs> no, it was a little before that. CBD I face. I don't remember. Can you see it? <laughs> I'm telling you, I feel more relaxed. I'm glad. I haven't had CBD in a long time because I was afraid of failing a piss test, even though there's no THC in it. But then I was like, you know what? Fuck it. If I fail the test, I'll be like, no, send it to the lab. I'll pay the $20. Send it to the lab. And you'll see. Okay. So what I was going to say, I remember now, um, parents, I feel like there was this whole thing where in like the 90s and the early 2000s, there was a whole thing with like metal music and parents being like, no, this is garbage. I don't want my kid listening to this. And like... Oh, yeah. And, like, putting their foot scared. down on rock music. Yeah, they were scared. It was and like, in the 80s, too, I guess. 
They were scared they were going to worship Satan. Yeah. Yeah. I actually, I remember that. I remember when I was younger and I was, I was in my last foster home and I remember watching the news one night and it was talking about satanic music. And my God, I would love to see that now as an adult, because as an, as a child who like went to church and was super God fearing, I thought that it was like the craziest, most horrifying (laughs) stuff because it was talking about like worshiping Satan, which now as an adult, I understand it was most likely all being said like in jest or like Absolutely. just like haha this is what we do this is what we talk about but we don't really fucking believe this this is yeah. just this is just metal so and i yeah i just remember being so horrified by like i can't believe people live like this and we're scared to death of it it mm-hmm. was i watched a the is a loudwire video of a montage of that kind of news real stuff and they parents were saying, freaking out about metal music. Uh, yeah, and uh-huh. they were saying like, and each one was like, "Could Satan be coming to your town?" And I was just, and then I started thinking like, that never happens anymore. We no, I those think- stories aren't. Uh, Satan comes to your town. Yeah, I don't think the it's dangers that at of all. Satan. It's, it does not happen anymore because everyone would just be like, "Satan, that's <laughs> dumb." Come on now. That's why. Yeah, that's why. So, like, with the parents getting involved, I don't think they're going to get so. And like, if they do, it's going to be because there's like some sexually, like overtly sexually lyrics or something in like hip hop music or whatever. But you definitely just don't really. You don't have like the parents coming down on metal, but be- no. it's because like metal and rock music aren't as everywhere as they used to be it's almost more like a niche yeah thing i think the only ones that still do come down hard on it are super religious, religious families people. because they can't understand what's being said which i mean which it's mortifying stuff sometimes but it's not it's like watching a horror movie but you're just listening to like the concept of it it's not it's just also not understanding why someone would want something so like graphic and violent and disgusting and we just like horror, gross stuff. I know. This is, I know. This is what we talk about on this podcast all the time. What do you say we go on yeah, to the next that's song? That's exactly what I was going to do. The next song is called Jack, which is funny. Like Robin Williams? Yes. The movie where he's a child? Yes. Uh, fuck, what was that? What was his name? In, uh, not Robin Williams, but you know, that fucking one. Jack Meoff? Yeah, Jack Meoff. That's who I was talking about. I thought so. Simple Jack. Oh, Simple (laughs) Jack. Classic. This song is strange because it's not... The album was supposed to be the concept of horror movie monsters and like famous horror movie monsters, you know, Frankenstein, Dracula, and blah, 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 blah. This is just about Jack the Ripper out of nowhere. Hi! That part rules. (laughs) This is so like macho... Like alpha male <laughs> shit that I've talked. I, I ugh, it turns me off. And it's it's, the it's, it's mostly the vocals. It's mostly the. It's like the attitude. I'm a man. <laughs> I'm coming in with my muscles, a man, and you can see them because I have no sleeves. Because I'm a man with my muscles, oh, yeah. a man. <laughs> there was a lot of no sleeves and leather Hi, jackets. Hello, I'm this guy. With my muscles and no sleeves, I'm this guy. Hello. <laughs> Hi. Hi. <laughs> How are you doing? How are you doing, muscle man? I thought you were going to go with the character. Hi. <laughs> yeah, there, it was totally. It hurts my throat. It was totally tight blue jeans, uh, sleeveless black shirts, 
leather jackets with chains on them. Motorcycles. John Schaefer is an avid motorcycle guy. In fact, he got the name of the band came from his friend who is they rode motorcycles together, and his friend had suggested the band named Iced Earth, while the band was still called Purgatory. And John Schaefer just didn't go for it. And then his friend died in a motorcycle accident. And then he was like, well, to honor you, now I'm going to change the band name to Iced Earth. And then they became way fucking bigger than they were Why? Because he was, he was sad that his friend was probably in purgatory. Uh, yeah. <laughs> he was like, we can't do this anymore. It's too close to home. Guys. That guy had a lot of unfinished business. I know Bill is in purgatory. <laughs> By the way, I didn't make that name up. It's, the dude's name was Bill. <laughs> Oh, I believe you. There's a bill in every town. I'm sure of it. Karen fucking teed. That's like doing the trailer park boys thing where you just say a name. Yeah, I'm friends with uh, Steve. And they're like, oh, Steve? Yeah, he's a good guy. R.I.P. <laughs> she was talking about my uncle. <laughs> This part rules. It rules my turds. <laughs> so be it. It's Ruler ruling something. of my turds. <laughs> I'm going to play. I'm going to give you a little sneak peek. When we come back from the break, I'm going to play you a little bit of Stu Block, the current Ice Earth singer. And I would like to see if your opinion is the same as mine, where he's much cheesier vocally. Like, I can't listen to Ice Earth anymore because of this guy's voice. And it's still like trying to be, you know, like Matt Barlow. It's still like the highs and the, but it just seems to have this extra cheese baldness to so it. So there are there there are two singers. There's there has been four or five. <clears throat> I mean, like currently on this album. Uh, John Schaefer does a little bit of backing vocals, but so the backing vocals are is someone else. That's not him, the lead no, singer. No, not while he's doing. Like all the, like right now, yeah, it's one guy just doubling up. Okay, that's, that's what Matt I meant. John Schaefer just does like lower, not I don't want to say growlier, but rougher voice sounding stuff. He's not a main singer at all. I think he does a couple things on here, and I can point him out when that happens. You bet he sucks. I think he might suck. I'm just kidding. No, he can sing. It just doesn't have that. Matt Barlow's got it's all been that. Been an asshole. I know, but Matt Barlow's just got all that like true like vibrato, and you can tell he's actually got singing technique because he can, this stuff is insane. Like, while you might find it sounds it was, cheesy and not cheesy, your thing, yeah, he can he still can hit notes. fucking belt it out like yeah. crazy, and he could do that live. Yeah, shut up. No, I'm saying <laughs> I agree in that sarcastic way. No, I I legitimately <laughs> fucked my throat up earlier. My throat hurts. <laughs> oh, that sucks from doing the. <laughs> no, it was the like. Oh, the hi! <laughs> <laughs> Hello. All right, we're I gonna. Got my muscles and my nose sleeve. <laughs> <laughs> it's not good. That's not good on my throat. We're gonna move on. Yeah, we're gonna get super patriotic here. Everybody, put your hand over your heart. Stand. Respect your flag, because we should all have a flag hanging in our house. Yeah. Sam. I don't want to hit play on this. Here we go. It's time. To bring ghost upon of us the ghost of freedom. <laughs> because when I go and I fight for my country, standing along with me <laughs> was the ghost of freedom. <clears throat> and there, 
a lot of metal bands that I really love, they don't really have like this soft of songs. Well, they want to suck the flag's dick. Yeah. Well, not even, you can't take lyrical content out of it. It's still like so mellow musically. It seems like it's so mellow because he, it's melodramatic because he's yeah. wanting to show how serious yeah. he is about yeah. how much like he loves his country. And I'm not saying anything negative about America. I just, there's a difference in patriotism and being a fucking nationalist. <laughs> there's a difference in like being like everything America, everything blah. Versus, like, respecting people who, like, fought for our freedom. Like, that's real. Yeah. And that's like, what this song's about. Yeah. I'm just, I'm, I'm not being, like, I'm not saying. But we are going to make fun of it. <laughs> I'm just saying I'm not anti-fucking American. <laughs> but I'm, but I like to make fun of people who are, like, you know, everything American flags. American flags on their vehicles. And I'm talking, like. Not just hanging off their vehicles, but like, I want this on my truck. I have installed a back window of a a graphic, like a vinyl graphic Mm -hmm. on the back window of their truck. It's a waving American flag with an eagle, like in front of it. Smiling. Netted in. No, it's a real eagle. It'd be funny if it was like winking, though. I just don't understand taking it that far. Do you think this is that far? I think I it feels extreme because one, the album is so it's very dramatic. Yeah. High highs, low lows, and this is really bringing it down and serious. Like I, this is I'm serious, man. Nobody make a fucking sound. Like, well, I do this because this song is serious. This is about my country. I served for them. I fought for my country. Like, you shut up and you respect this. Like, it, it feels like, yeah. It feels like I would be uncomfortable during a show when this part happened and people, like, unzipped their shirts and show or, like, their, their jackets and showed, like, everyone had an American flag T-shirt on. I don't know if all Ice fans are that crazy about this. America song. I'm not saying the fans. I'm just saying the feel of this song. Yeah. It feels dramatic and like I'm 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 taking a stand. I don't get that at all. I get the just extreme sappy sound to it. Like, and I know that you don't think this guy's gonna fight someone because someone kneeled during the anthem. I'm sure he didn't enjoy it, but I don't think he's gonna do anything or say anything about it because. I've listened to John Schaefer interviews, and he's a, he's a smart, uh, super America guy where he goes, but like, but me doing that would then take away your freedoms as an American, too. Like, you can have that freedom to disagree with me, but I disagree with what you did, but you're allowed to do that. I'd like to imagine that anyone who does a pro-America song, like Lee Greenwood, he's just sleeping with an American flag blanket at night. I just can't love people in like that. <laughs> I really hate that you are like taking me seriously in all of this. Like, I am trying to joke, and like, I feel like I don't know how to get it across that, like, I don't really mean any of this, these things that I'm saying. I, but I do think it's, I think it's goofy. I think it's silly. I think it's I think extreme. It's I think it's silly when you walk into a truck stop and they have a, 
giant We the People American flag mural with Alan Jackson. I agree, but I just, I mean, yeah, this is just so big, and it just, to me, it's goofy. It's silly. I'm not into it. But then I think about what I would do, and it's like, well, I would put a bunch of Slayer flags and, like, Slayer stickers on my car, and that's just my version of your super thing about, it's like football, and people love football, and all they wear is, like, football jerseys and shit like that. I'm like, what the fuck's this clown doing? And then I don't think about how, like... Well, all I wear is fucking metal shirts, so what's the goddamn difference? I guess because I would never commit to anything enough to put a bumper sticker on my car. Uh, to me, it feels like anybody who's going to go, like, I, I, it feels more above and beyond to me, I guess. It, for me, it's flashier. So I guess I shouldn't be so negative about other people just because, to me, I'm more of a, I'm just simple. Plus, plus we also live in a town where people do go crazy above and beyond that fucking car where that guy is like my wife blah 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 her name served in the blah 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 and has like and what michelle is describing is nothing to what it is like he took duct tape and made his entire fucking car look like an american American flag flag. he's got about eight american flags sticking up i don't know about six foot tall off the top of his car and at one point it's literally an american flag with an American flag taped on top of it and then another American flag taped on top of that. So it's three American yeah. flags stacked on top of each other on the roof. Yeah. They're like toys all over the hood, like fighter jets and yep. like different. Yeah. Oh my God. It's a nightmare. It's and atrocious. He, and then he takes those uh, address, you know, those white stickers that you put on the side of your mailbox and you go like, like 12 Locust Avenue. Yes. He takes those and he t- puts like, he'll write D-Day and then he'll put the date Pearl Harbor and then he'll put the date I mean he goes crazy far and then he drives through town at about 12 miles per hour and puts his hazards on like he's in his own fucking parade and just cruises and goes into like the liquor store parking lot and just cruises through there up and down the aisles I think he shouldn't be allowed like in the liquor store within that car driving up and down the aisles I don't think he should be (laughs) I hope he's not in a liquor store ever because I don't think he's all there. But he shouldn't... Him driving 12 miles per hour with all this shit hanging off and his hazards on, it makes you think like, if you see hazards, you're like, oh, something's wrong here. But nothing's fucking wrong. He's just taking the town hostage. He wants to get your attention. Yeah, he's doing his own little parade. And I guess for me, and this is where I'm kind of an asshole, is that when I hear shit like this, I imagine that a lot of the people who are into stuff like songs like this and who write songs like this are the people who when they see that fucking car they're gonna stop and salute maybe not salute <laughs> but like have a moment of fucking silence or some shit like if like he's doing god's work yes like it, like <laughs> ultra fucking extreme is what comes to mind when i hear songs I, like that i agree with you on so that it does I, go a little too far it and it shuts me sappy. down so like yeah i for humor's sake i tried to take it a little further when we were like during the song but like to me, yeah, it's extreme. Uh, I don't like it. And it, I, you can even take out the uh, the theme of the song for me, and I'll still be like, that song is no good. Like, just the way it was written is super bad. Not not bad. Like, he can write a song, but it's just, it's almost like he was like, we're gonna make it a, a movie about a battleship, a navy battleship, and then like. But you can make a song, and his idea was to just make, like, the most cheesy movie song possible. Mm-hmm. 
I'm going to make people cry with this one. I'm going to make people cry. I'm going to do it. I'm going to write another Don't Miss a Thing by Aerosmith. <laughs> All right, let's do one more and then we'll take a break. Good. I could use the bathroom. This is a song called Imhotep. It's about the mummy. It sounds like you said Emotech, but it, I'm Hotep. Isn't it? I think it's pronounced Imhotep. I think Imhotep is the name of the mummy. It's not I'm Hotep? No. There would be an apostrophe. <laughs> I just thought that they were doing it to make it look like that, like not putting the apostrophe. You know, because people like to make things look weird. They might have, uh, their original name might have come out of a guy doing that. Hey, I'm Hotep. Hey. In Hotep. Let's do that. By the way, I think I have a picture of that guy's car if you'd like to. You do post it. have a picture, and I would love to post it. <laughs> so, have you heard that little story about Mr. America's car? Captain America's car? Just go to the Facebook page and you can check it out. Now I'm back to the ice earth. I'm down with man. I just shot a look over at Sam when he said that at a pure shock. And then I was like, oh, yeah, he, he chose this album. But we're listening to it because he likes it. But again, pure shock for me that this is real, like right now. Even with me listening to Symphony X. I don't, I, it just shocks me that, I mean, it's all in the same category. So I guess even being given more examples of it with kind of Jesus Christ Superstar and this is. Yeah. It it's it it, it kind of leaves me more bewildered. It doesn't. <laughs> th- there hasn't been a level of acceptance. Like I get it, but I just don't get it. You know. It's like the only clean singing I'm <laughs> good with. <laughs> Look, you can't have a normal singing voice. I either need it screaming and growling, or I need it high and dramatic. <laughs> no medium ground. <laughs> no medium singing. Because it's still, it's still like. I don't want to say aggressive, but it's the only word. I don't mean aggressive in like a mean way. It's aggressive in like a, you said balls out. like Alpha rock. It's like alpha male. It's like, (laughs) I'm big. I'm manly. I love my country. I hate Satan. I mean, I hate Satan. I hate Jesus. I don't know how they feel, but I think they're all atheists. Yeah, because I can't understand the lyrics a lot, and I did not look up the lyrics on this. I haven't always understood where they stand. Like, it's obvious that they're, like, against stuff sometimes, but there have been some other lines where I'm just kind of like, I don't really know where they stand. Yeah, but you can't really rely on the lyrical content of this album to go, or a lot of their songs to figure out their character because these are written as stories. Like, each one, it's, okay, this is about Wolfman. What would the Wolfman feel and do? Okay, this is what he would do. It's not like how I personally am. There's like no, besides Ghost of Freedom, really on this whole album, it's just, here's the next story. How would this person feel? It's just interesting, again, to me, how you like stuff that's so gritty and dirty, but then you also like metal that's so clean and like <laughs> like squeaky clean. I would consider this squeaky clean. Because it's got great production, and you can understand everything. and It's not super distorted even it's distortion while it's distorted i think it's also just the singing style it's actual singing and not like growling and yelling and screaming i don't think a lot of like heavy heavy metal it's not like really singing 
No, and most this of the time, is actual singing, so it's yeah. weird. Most of the time, when there's a band that does do like heavy growling and screaming, and then all of a sudden they're like, I went down, and I'm like, whoa, buddy, what are you doing? Like Stone Sour? No, Stone Sour is not really. Good. It's so funny being so deep in the metal world to know like, no, that's not like crazy screaming and crazy growling. I'm thinking like dying fetus. There's like bands nowadays. No, wasn't I? I meant because was it Corey Taylor and Stone Sour? Yeah. Good. He went from he he would do like Slipknot, but then he'd do more singing stuff in Stone Stone Sour. So that's that was kind of what I meant. Yeah, but Slipknot also he does he'll sing like a chorus clean. Oh really? Yeah. I don't really know that. Yeah. I'm not that familiar with Slipknot, of course. So like he would go from, remember Mudvayne album? How he would go from screaming to singing? Yeah. It's kind of like that. That's why that one. Uh, what was that meme about? Mudvayne is just Slipknot with. Like. I don't remember what it said. They're making fun of the bass player. Like, we let a funk bass player get in Slipknot, and we all just let it happen. I don't remember. I'm mangling that fucking meme. <laughs> Badly mangled because <laughs> I don't remember it either, so I can't say anything. A meme mangles what they call that one. Take this final threshold. Take this meme and shove it. <laughs> I ain't working here no more. I bought that album once. You did? You Johnny still have Paycheck? it on vinyl? I do? Uh-huh. Huh. Johnny Paycheck on vinyl. I think so. I think I do. You're right. I would roll joints on it because it seems like you're supposed to on that. Johnny Paycheck. Get your paycheck. <laughs> buy weed. Roll joints. Goddamn right. We're going to take a break. We're taking a break. You and your fucking eight bit <laughs> shit. <laughs> yeah. We'll be I want to hear it do the. Da, 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 da. This is just this. Is it going to? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here it comes. Here it comes. It's probably gonna sound rough. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I think I like this m- the most so far. God damn it! Your favorite song at the end is gonna be the Ice Earth Damien eight bit. All right, let's take a break. You go pee-pee. Hope. Let's get out of here. (laughs) (laughs) Presenting to you... Hello, I am Judd Mackey, and this is an open letter about Kid Rock written by Judd Mackey. America, beauty, my cheese mode. These are some of the many, many words I think of when I see his beautiful blonde-headed face in my make-unworthy mind. I've never known such a man that embodies everything that the everyday American man can be. I mean, who else can sing about smoking funny things and drinking whiskey out the bottle? No one, goddammit, that's who. Only the man himself, Kid Rock. In my entire life, I've only loved three people. Those three are one, my mother Edna, Kid Rock rest her soul, two, Jesus Christ, and three, of course, Kid Rock. And between those last two, I don't see much of a difference. In fact, I've started the first church of Kid Rock in my hometown of Buckbum, Kentucky. So far, I'm the only member, but I see a very bright future regarding the numbers of attendance. That is, a people would pull their heads out of their dumb Kanye West-loving asses and accept that Mr. Rock is the only way towards redemption for their shit-breeding lives. I live, breathe, and even eat Kid Rock. I have a special recipe for what I call deviled without a cause eggs. 
They're like normal deviled eggs, but you just add a pinch of wintergreen skull, and then you eat them while yelling, I want to be a cowboy, baby. Fucking delicious. Yes, I lost my wife over my lord and savior, Kid Rock. It was because she couldn't handle that during coitus. I demanded that we watch the porno of Kid Rock and Pamela Anderson that I filmed with my own two hands and an RCA CMR 300 video camera from a tree just out of sight of Kid's bedroom window. She swears that it wasn't Kid and Pam, but it was my neighbor from three doors down. I would tell her, now that's bullshit. Of course it's Kid Rock. Just look at the way his sunglasses sit on his nose when he's pumping into that bitch. So yeah, she left, but I say good riddance if you can't accept that Kid Rock is the only path towards arousal and fulfillment. Now you may ask, why am I writing this? The answer is simple. I need to get the word out to every other musician out there to just give it up. Stop making music cause it's obvious you can't ever make anything that could ever get to the level that Kid Rock has reached. Mozart, Rembrandt, Ronald McDonald's, and Joe Walsh's music can never compare to the beautiful melodies that my Lord and Savior has created. I mean, come on. You ever heard that song, Picture with Sheena Crow? God damn, it's fucking gorgeous. I put your picture away. Sat down and cried today. I always looked at Kid Rock while lying next to my ex-wife. Just thinking about that song brings tears to my wide open methamphetamine consumption eyes. So in conclusion, if you're a musician, just kill yourself. If you're a heathen, come join me at the first church of Kid Rock. And if you claim to not be a fan of Kid Rock, just give in and accept that you fucking love him. You may never love him as much as I do, but you can at least get close. Sincerely, Judd Mackey. And as promised, we are back by the break. Or from the break. And as promised, this is Stu Block singing. Stu Block. Yeah, listen. Don't you think it sounds even cheesier and even like trying to be even more macho? Definitely more macho. So to me, that's that's machismo. Machismo. That's what old Rocky Ramon, Razor Ramon, used to like from WWF, not the World Wrestling Entertainment, but the World Wrestling Federation. Motherfucking ration. It was so Woo! stupid. What did they? They had to change it because of animals. It was some World Wildlife Foundation. Yeah. And they sued WWF over it. So like. If you watch old WWF things, like on the internet, they'll blur out the WWE logo on the bottom. You mean the WWF? Yeah, that's what I meant. <laughs> I'm so fucking stupid. Anyway, we're back from break. We've been listening to Ice Earth. We just listened to more Ice Earth from uh-huh. Stucifer himself. From Stucifer. <laughs> <laughs> Who's recorded like the last two Ice Earth albums, I think? There's 12, I think. And I haven't listened to a new one since this one, Horror Show. Because Matt Barlow left after this. And I, you know how I am about things. I'm like, ah, new guy, I'm out. 
That's not fair. <laughs> but the new guy was Tim Ripper Owens, who Ripper of buttholes. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure knowing that guy, <laughs> he took over for Rob Halford and Judas Priest. You know the movie Rockstar. Yes. That whole story. How what's his nuts got in the band because he was like the Marky Mark. Yeah. He, he joined the, the Funky Bunch. Yeah, and then he joined that band where he was the singer of the, the tribute band <laughs> to Steel Dragon, I think it was called. Something like that. It's been a long time since I've seen it. Don't <laughs> look to me for answers. That's the story of Tim Ripper Owens. That's what they based it off of. Tim Ripper Owens was <laughs> in a Judas Priest tribute band. They needed a new singer. They got videos of this guy named Tim Ripper Owens, and they were like, that's the fucking guy. And then Rob Halford wanted to come back, so they got rid of Tim, and Tim sang for Iced Earth for a bit. Then Matt Barlow came back for an album and did a tour, and then he left again. So he just gets fucking pushed around when the uh, <laughs> the guy before him wants to come back? Who, Tim? Oh, yeah, I guess. I think he actually left Iced Earth, because I'm not going to say this is fact, but it seems like if you don't do what John Schaefer wants you to do, you're done. Are he's done? He's in charge. It's his fucking band. He's got last say on everything. And, uh, the song Damien, it's got that bass beginning that's like... The bass player, Steve DiGiorgio, wasn't playing it the way that uh, John Schaefer liked. So John Schaefer took the bass from him and recorded that whole beginning. And that's what was put on the album. Now, I'm sure Steve DiGiorgio was doing something more technical like... Because he's like a really good fucking bass player. He just didn't like his style. Yeah, pretty much. And I have a feeling they probably weren't getting along in the studio. You know, it's not just... You don't just quit a band out of nowhere when you're about to go on tour if music is your life. I think he was probably like... So they had bad blood. (laughs) (laughs) That motherfucker recorded over my bass line and didn't even put me on there. But the bass playing on on this album is good. Let's move on. Next song is called Jekyll and Hyde. Move along, sir. God, just... I don't remember... There being a movie about Jekyll and Hyde, was there? A popular one? I don't know about that. I'm probably wrong. Maybe there was. I don't know. Was David Hasselhoff in it? Because if that's the case, it should have been popular. Perfect casting. Let's give that guy some alcohol and a cheeseburger and the floor, and he's good to go. Well, lucky for him, there's a floor everywhere, so he's one third of the way there all the time. There's no floor in that Jamiroquai video. Well, I guess the floor is. It's there, it's just moving. Because the future's made of virtual insanity. Is that what it was? Always seem to love nothing love we have for useless. I just wanted to sing it over this. You said, oh God, as I played this song. It's the title. I don't. I, the. It's the, the theatrical, the rock opera stuff. And then the, it follows the, like, it kind of follows some of those guidelines. I don't know. And it's also big. It's like Wolf, Damien, Ghost of Freedom, Jekyll and Hyde. And we're not even, I can't even say the next ones because they're ridiculous. Dragon's Child? Give me a break. <laughs> they're literally just things taken from the stories, except for Ghost of Freedom. The Phantom Opera Ghost? Yeah, I've never heard him called the ghost before, but <clears throat> maybe it's out of that, so he's a little make flare. It spooky. Yeah. A little Ric Flair. Woo! Woo! <laughs> yeah, that shit rules. 
Oh god, Michelle's dying. You okay? I almost drowned <laughs> from a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle water cup. Yeah, I've been, I'm drinking water and I almost drowned myself. Here's the real. <laughs> But yeah, this was the last album for Barlow until another one that I've never listened to. But I guess I should if I like Barlow's vocals. But I think I got out of it. <coughs> there might have even been a time where I was like, I don't listen to Ice Earth. But then as I'm getting older, I'm like, fuck, like what you liked, even if you understand it's so it was like not a, good. It was like an embarrassment or shame or something? Yeah, a little bit. I Just because it's not like cool to like Ice Earth? I don't know. It's definitely not cool to like Ice Earth. But I think it's just... Oh, I think yeah, it's in it. the vein of what you were saying. Like, I wouldn't like anything else like this. Like, I would be the first to be like, listen to that fucking guy. I do that same shit. I couldn't feel you in the sun. Because I've never noticed how whiny his... Not, I don't know if whiny's the... I wouldn't say that. Like, <laughs> It's, it's just over dramatic. I don't think I ever noticed that until it, this listens. And I mean, stuff like this, where it is, I mean, it's Jekyll and Hyde. Like, there's, it's a story. So it just feels, it has like a Jesus Christ superstar kind of like overly dramatic, over the top. Like, I'm trying to be, like, it feels like a stage show. It sounds like a stage show. I can see that. Emotions at full force, like the words they even choose are like sorrow. <laughs> yeah, one hundred percent. Feel the darkness. It, it, I mean, which I think that the sounds—it only—it sounds like god metal, even though the lyrics aren't necessarily about God in a good way. They're sometimes about God, but yeah, not in a good way. That's called white metal, by the way. <laughs> but it sounds. I mean, it's, I mean, I'm not saying it sounds like P.O.D., but it sounds like... P.O.D. God? Oh, yeah. They're, they're a God band. I didn't know that. Oh, baby. You have so God much to learn. God bands have a real good way of disguising themselves. And sneaking in there. Because I've heard some death metal bands. I was like, dude, this is fucking brutal. And then it's like what they're saying about is... There have, been, there have been times when Christian music has gotten into the mainstream. Like Creed? Jars of Clay. But if I can't swim after 40 days and I'm dying by the crashing waves, lift me up so high that I cannot fall, lift me up. Oh. You don't remember that song? I do, but is that about Jesus? Rain, rain on my face. It's about 40 days of raining. Uh, is that a Jesus thing? It's all about Jesus. 40 days of rain is about. Je oh, wait, is that New nope. York? Yeah, it's something. Huh. It's a Jesus it's, band. Jars of Clay is a Jesus band. I stand by that. I know that's true. <laughs> I think you're right, but I just didn't. No, I know I'm right. I just didn't uh, pick. A, I wouldn't have never. I would have never known that that was Jars of Clay anyway, because I don't. There's a lot of songs that are like popular, and I'm just. I don't know who fucking sang it. Maybe we should listen to an old school Michelle contemporary Christian oh, album that I used to like when I was a teenager. Let's do it. I'm going to get a guest co-host on that one. <laughs> That's not how this works, Sam. We're a couple. Damn it. Who critique things. All right. Well, I guess we'll get a divorce. Then you can marry the other person for a week and then we'll remarry. 
But you still have to stay married to that other person. We're going polygamous. Um, I think if I'm going to go through the task of divorcing you. <laughs> You're just done. <laughs> I don't think it's it's going to take a lot to make that choice. To, to recommit. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> Let's listen to the next no, I've song. been through this once. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know how this goes. <laughs> Here we go. Dragon's Child. Which Do you even know what it's about? Does it matter? Yeah, it's the creature from the Black Lagoon. I mean, to me, does it matter? No. (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad you understand. It's that. It's the comparison that's been made between us so many times. I just love like horror movie monsters. It was always my shit. So like, even if it's mentioning, it's the creature from the Black Lagoon. Come on now, and I'm like. Well, of course, it's awesome. And you're just like, uh. uh. <laughs> 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 Come on, now, Night of the Living Dead. Uh, okay. <laughs> Which is the whole idea behind this fucking podcast. Is that true? We like very different things. True. Ah, hey. I know the ratio Guys, of crossover hi. between you and I is definitely in favor on your side. Of like, well, I'm like, yeah, I like this. That happens way more on your albums than it does on mine. <laughs> and I don't think I need to say it again, but I will. Because one of us listens to easier listening music than the other one. You wanted to say better taste. I didn't <laughs> say what I usually say. But you listen to more underground stuff. I listen to more radio friendly, like the stuff that is more appeasing to the ear for the masses. Opium of the masses. <laughs> what? <laughs> Here we are. Whoop. Here we are. Here we are. You know, you just said something. That- I'm not making you listen to like fucking Taylor Swift and shit. Nope. I was going to say yet as a joke, but no, I can't even do that. That's got to wait for Travis to come back as a guest. <laughs> it's probably going to happen. What were you going to say? I'm sorry. I was going to say you said something interesting that I never thought about in regards to liking this band when I did. And how much I did. I liked it a lot. Uh, I probably almost liked it in an angle, too, from no one else listens to this. Like, There's a core group of like five guys that like this, and everyone else fucking hates it. So therefore, it's, it's more appealing thing. to you. Yeah, yeah. Things are naturally more appealing to you that the masses don't like. Which, I mean, Travis, as you just said, kind of has that appeal as well. He loves, like... Smash Mouth and Lip Biscuit, and not saying that no one likes these bands, but the masses kind of look down on them, and he's like, fuck you, they don't care, and neither do I. I like them. Which is a great mentality, really. I think so. Well, You're me. pretty awesome, Travis. Way to go at being you. Now get back on the podcast, you jerk. You jerk? Uh, there's times in this album where even the music... Like, there's a lot of really cool fucking riffs for me, like... But this one's all like... It's even got that kind of cheesemo guitar. Walking through the forest, hanging out with hobbits. Like the chord choices are even... Theatrical, epic sound. Like, not epic in the way kids use it, no, but literally trying to be I know what you mean. an epic sound. No, yeah. Like, they want you to see mountain ranges and, like, knights fighting. But it's like an upward sound. Like, they're... I I don't know if I would be saying this correct, but these are, like, 
Is it major scale versus like writing and ma major and minor, like making songs sound brighter? Is that the right thing, or am I thinking? I mean, it's the same wrong? idea, but they're not writing in a major scale. Although technically everything's based off the major scale. Well, no, I mean, there's a difference between when you're writing something and it has like a brighter sound or like a gloomier sound. Yeah, they're probably using. <clears throat> and everything like. It's more like uplifting it. sounding. I think it's all like brighter and like even though it's supposed to be dark, which is why I wonder if it's God music because it has this like bright uplifting undertone, like positive, clean sound. Like, I don't know. It it's, just, it, it, it confuses me because I, I just assume devil worship is like gritty and dirty and in a garage <laughs> or a basement. Oh, we're going on. We're moving on. That's fine. We're on to Transylvania. Interesting little fact about this song. This is... God, I can't remember what band it is. It's either Iron Maiden or Judas Priest. I think it's Judas Priest. This album came out as a two-disc set. And on the second disc was this song and an hour-long interview with guitarist John Schaefer. Then they came out with a different version of the album where they took off that interview with John Schaefer and then they just included Transylvania into the actual album. So this used to be a bonus track. So when I listened to this for the first time on... What we use, Google Play. I was like, oh fuck, they they jammed this on there? It's like the seventh song? It's weird. But I really like this song. So it was an easy transition to Transylvania that right in there. Goddamn right. You like this one more because there's no singing? <laughs> Straight instrumental. There's one point in my life. I mean, I, I can this. say that that is definitely a very high point <laughs> but the music is still cheesy it's like my mom would like this at a christmas really? light show it's trans-siberian orchestra-esque it's it's that whole like yeah. big theatrical like a show a I, light show i think those guys in trans-siberian orchestra are in bands like this Be yeah because they're so technical sounding like they call it power metal does that make sense to you it definitely does it's iron maiden and if you know iron maiden this part sounds like iron this maiden. yeah this sounds like 80s rock to me this has like an 80s influence sound i don't know why because it was <laughs> okay iron maiden baby like everything about this line is Iron Maiden. This sounds like something that would be played at the end of a show. Like this would be an outro is what it sounds like to me. I can hear that for sure. It's interesting that this is like a bonus track or whatever that was integrated not at the end, but like in the album. I think they wanted to keep the end, the classic Phantom Opera Ghost. <laughs> I used to put this second album CD on just to listen to this song. Yeah, this goes for a while too. Four and a half minute long song. For having no lyrics, yeah, yeah. it's kind of a lot, but and I could hear Bruce Dickinson could sing to it and be like, I like that they made it an instrumental and didn't bring it down like it's all it's like like riff heavy energy baby 
Just get it going. Instead of bringing it down by singing over something, it's just, it's kind of like high energy the whole time. Listen to Richard Christie go up the drums. It's a good fucking drummer. He was in a band called Death. I think he only recorded one album. I may be wrong. But the album that recorded is my favorite fucking Death album. And that Death album is the album that Death fans find the least appealing. It's called Sound of Perseverance. Death fans? Death fans. Was that just a shortening by you, or is that an actual name of death metal fans are called Death fans? No, fans of the band called Death. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you meant of the style of music. No. I'm sorry. No, the band Death that's released why an album I, called Sound of Perseverance. That's why I was that lost. It's the least liked. Very confused. Fans of the band Death. <laughs> With lead singer and songwriter and guitar player Chuck Schuldiner, who is dead and died a while ago. Sounds it sounds like a lot of people named Chuck aren't gonna be alive much longer. That's like an older style name. You hear me, Chuck Schumer? You're gonna die soon. I just let it play again. Cause you're old. Cause you're old. This one is aptly called Frankenstein because it's about Frankenstein's monster. It's also 9-11 right now as we're recording this. So it's also about 9-11. Cause I don't know if you know, but Frankenstein had something to do with 9-11. It's a conspiracy. Look it up. Look it up, Joe Rogan. Two towers, two bolts on his neck. It makes sense. It does. He's as tall as a building. No one benefit from taking a shower. <laughs> it's so funny to know that most people are just gonna be like, "Come on, Sam." About this album, this is a Symphony X repeat. It is. No, I agree. Symphony X is way more complicated. I agree with that too, actually. But it's more in the vein. Like, if I'm going to compare it to anything, as I've already said, I've already named Symphony X during this episode, that's what I would connect it to because I have so few references. And the priest of Judas. See, I, I, I guess I don't make that connection as much with Judas Priest. Because really? this has more of a modern sound, so it separates yeah. it from me. And the Judas Priest album you listened to was recorded late 80s. So it was still a late 80s production. Mm-hmm. Even if you were in a high production thing, it was still in the metal world of high production. And like I said, I think that this kind of sounds like an homage to 80s oh, metal, yeah. but it still has a modern sound. He started in 1985. So like while he started, this type of music was way more popular. Mm-hmm. And he just like never stopped. It's just like Judas Priest never stopped. They had a time. And over in Europe, they still have the fucking... Still is their time. Still sold out shows. I don't pay attention to their tour schedule, but I have a feeling they tour Europe way more than they tour in the Americas. Yeah, I assume they're constantly working. Even though I know nothing about them, I just assume. I haven't seen an update on their website since 2018. Maybe they're not. Do you check their website? I did the other day just to see what was going on. Oh, because you're not on social media anymore. So you have to actually go to websites. Yeah. (laughs) You know, the websites that they take time to, like, design and put the background on. They probably don't put as much time into it these days. It seems like most websites are gone through Squarespace now. So it's, like, the same 
drop down menu on the side. Still Which, the same kind of format. It doesn't need to be much more than that, no, really. It's <laughs> Put me in the little tabs. Take me to the tour button. I wanted to see if they were going on tour because I think I would still go see him just to see what it's like now. You would. You're gonna kill your throat. Oh, for sure. But I think I would go. I, it would depend on the ticket price and how far I'd have to drive. Like, I'd go to Cincinnati for 15 bucks, 15, 20 bucks. But past that, I don't want to go and just. I want to see if Stu Block impresses me live more than he does. It's like one of my favorite singers. It sounds have. like a cartoon character name. Okay. It does not sound real. It's like Stu Pickles. Yeah. <laughs> Even YouTube videos, like live performances of singers I fucking love. Even those can sound bad and worse than they would have been if you were there. Yeah. You know, like I can watch a Phil video and be like, well, I fucking love all of his albums, but sometimes live. Phil Margera? Yeah, Phil Margera. Just making sure. Let's move on. We're going to Dracula. Bring it down, baby. Bring it way down. We got this style where it's like, all right, now we're going soft. Now it's going heavy. Now it's going soft. Now again, it's going heavy. But when it's soft, it's soft. It's dramatically soft. Very, very dramatic. Like, listen to the singing. Do you believe in <laughs> Michelle put the. You of all to her people head. to bring something like this to the table is so wild to well, me. I don't enjoy this part. It doesn't matter. I like it when it comes in and he's like, The blood is the last! <laughs> but this, right oh, yeah, now. No, I agree. <laughs> I wholeheartedly agree. It's rough. It's shocking. To have loved. <laughs> I pray for peace. So yeah, like this is where it's stuff like that. Why is he praying if he wants to pump Jesus with stuff? It's this the they take I don't know if this is a storyline that is of Dracula. But the angle of this song is that he was a warrior of God spreading faith, probably in like, you know, like Spanish Inquisition or whatever that stuff was, the Crusades, things like that. And then he did everything for God. And then it still took his love of his life. So in his mind, Peyote. God took his love. So now fuck you, God, because I served you and you still punish me. So then he starts to drink blood and be an evil demon thing I guess I don't know this is the transition yeah part rules <laughs> I can't agree <laughs> I mean like the singing the vocal range is insane for oh, sure yeah. oh yeah so I'm not I'm not dogging that at all you don't like you don't like it <laughs> Correct, <laughs> but I like your hair right now. Thanks again. This is the second time. It's not as K plus eight, but it's pretty nice. It's because you have straight hair, so when you take your headphones off and then push them back, your hair sticks straight up in the back, and it's very. Don't fuck it up. You can't put it back that far. Just a little bit, so it straight up. <laughs> That's insane. Oh, you can't see a reflection in the TV. That's too bad. Nope. I knew, I don't need to see myself to know I'm beautiful. I can't see anything. You're just shining. 
I can see my reflection in a black stone. Showing me the wall. I'm trying to hand it to you. <laughs> you weren't there. Oh yeah, that's like a girl named Kate, like you said, <laughs> or Tina, or Karen. Yeah, Karen, that's a good one. So Dracula. Yeah, this part rules. I love that. It is an interesting vocal transition. Oh, and he's like, yeah. This is exhausting. You love it. Your face is red. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I'm not red because I'm embarrassed because I just went. <laughs> it's red because you're ashamed. Oh, I'm not ashamed. I wouldn't have brought it up if I was, if I was ashamed. I wouldn't wear my Ice Dirt shirt around. Remember when we were at the store and that guy was like, Whoa, man, nice Ice Dirt shirt. And I was like, fuck yeah, dude. <laughs> Was he was probably UDF. a fucking nerd getting ice cream. No, he worked behind the counter. Yeah. when we used to go to Mike and uh, Kim's, Kim's house. Kim's? Stole. <laughs> Those were the current days. I miss them. They're nice people. Talking about people that you don't know. Just making vague conversation over a podcast while a song plays in the background. A song that's super dramatic. I just don't want to talk about anymore. It sounds like a jet fighter plane (laughs) going across a field to bomb a terrorist. It's so funny that you're getting your your uh, how things, what things. What certain songs and what certain sounds make you think of that I would have never gotten the whole time I listen to this album besides that one Ghost of Fucking Freedom song is like knights and nerd shit like demons and goblins and you're like America America because of that one song and because I think that all this music does all stuff does in this podcast that I don't like brings out how much of a fucking asshole I am and how much I just talk shit about things that I don't understand. I've been like that my whole life. I've been like that since I was a kid. I'm just like, things suck. And I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm an idiot. But I don't like this. I still stand behind that. It's a really good show, too, by the way. The live show I went You've to. You've seen? Okay, just so just once? Yeah, I've seen just once. It was after this album, right before Barlow quit. Young Sam excited? Oh, super fucking excited. We got, we were first at the door. We were just waiting. We got there like three hours early. So were you right in the front? We were right in the front the whole time. And when uh, Matt Barlow's not singing, he walks behind, they have like, they call them scrims. It's like things on stage. It's like a poster, you know, it's usually your logo and okay. it's on a stand. A lot of guys put it in front of their guitar amps, but they would put it on the side of the guitar amps and he would walk behind the scrim and just hang out backstage while he wasn't singing and it was like the guitar solo part or just like an you know, a clean intro. And he would let that and the two guitar players would take more center stage and, you know, get their spotlight. And then when it was singing time they would fall back a little bit and fucking Matt Barlow would come back out. Hair down to his ass with a leather jacket on with no shirt underneath. 
Sam front row saying, come on me. Stop, Guar. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to use that for every concert that you've gone to. When you pointing, tell a story. Pointing directly in my mouth. I, w- I want to end every Sam having a, going to a concert story <laughs> with you t- screaming at the lead singer to come on <laughs> you. The time we went to see Zappa play Zappa, and I was like, Dweezil, come, come on, on me. me. <laughs> I have definitely yelled. <laughs> Pee in my mouth at a Guar concert. It's definitely happened. That's so awful. I hate it because there's no way it's like good tasting water. I know it's not pee, but there's no, it's like. It's, it just tastes like water. I don't believe it. With a tiny bit of food coloring in it. Yeah, that's the thing. They're putting chemicals and shit in it. I don't trust the water, but it's reused. They, it's nice. They it's not reused. They, they can't reuse they it. They squeegee it off the floor at night and reuse it. They do squeegee it off the floor. <laughs> I've seen guys with shot packs coming out and just dumping it into a drain outside and going back in, doing it again, doing it again, doing it again. It's a lot. You got to rinse all that burr off the fu- off the floor anyway. It ruins things. Because it's colored. Yeah, it's colored and they can't really play anywhere where there's seats. When I when we did that ICP tour, we walked into a theater and there were seats in front. They were about twelve feet feet back, but it was still like, "What the fuck are you doing?" But the first six rows had plastic put over them, so you weren't supposed to use them. But the juggalos started tearing them off and just sitting there anyway. So at the end of the night, many aisles of seats were just completely drenched in fago. It was. That's disgusting. Every night you'd walk in and it was just guys squeegeeing Fago off the floor. (laughs) And that's pop. At least with Guar, it's water. That's soda. It's not really sticky. Sody pop. (laughs) You wanted to stick your claws in so bad. I just wanted to argue. (laughs) I just wanted to come at you from an angle because you said pop. The way you look right now. With your hood up and your glasses on, you look like Dark Helmet uh, Rick Moranis from Spaceballs. <laughs> and I can't describe, but there's something about the way you look tonight. <laughs> I was going to say this. The ICP stage, too. We watched them rip all the stuff up off the, off the actual stage afterwards. Okay. They put three layers of plastic down on the actual stage, and then uh, a layer of... It looked like more plastic, but it looked more like felty looking. And then carpet. So each ICP show, they have to cover the entire stage with multiple layers of things. And then I was watching these guys clean it up, and they were like, all right, we're going to lift the plastic from this edge, that corner, that corner, and we're just going to roll it over, and we're going to try and dump some of this soda onto the ground. And as soon as they did it, one of the, like right in the middle came disconnected. So all the soda pop just went directly onto the Bearwood stage and they were just like, oh, fuck. And they could like hear this guy losing his mind. He was so pissed. And I'm sure all those guys are like, fucking clowns coming. I got to work in soda. It's two in the fucking morning and I got to clean soda. I don't have to clean anything. and I'm irritated by you telling me the story. <laughs> oh, we thought it was funny. I don't know. Soda, that's so gross. But I mean, you know what you're getting into when you allow people like that in your venue. When you book it. So that's what you're doing. <clears throat> yikes. And I'm telling you, it's fun as fuck to launch soda on people. Speaking of yikes, you want to listen to the last song? <laughs> you mean, oh joy, we get to listen to the last song? I can't I can't pretend sarcastic anything anymore. <laughs> this song makes me want to blow my fucking <laughs> brains out, makes me want to slip my wrists, it makes me want to do all the things that depressed 
teenager Michelle wanted to do. <laughs> 16-year-old Michelle was at home crying, hating life. This makes me hate life. I'd want to cry. I wish I could have played it for you then, because it was out. This is called The Phantom Opera Ghost. If I knew you listened to music like this, I probably wouldn't have married you. You knew I listened to stuff you didn't like. It's very true. Remember the first night you tried to, you spent the night, you did spend the night, I was going to say tried, and then I put Dying Fetus on my stereo, and you were like, um, I can't go to sleep to this. And I was just like, I remember being like slightly embarrassed, like, oh yeah, of course you can't. Like, I was just so in my world of like, sure, it's crazy, but it's not that crazy. But for someone that didn't listen to anything like that, it had to just be like, what the fuck are you doing? (laughs) You even said the other night, I can't believe you can go to sleep to stuff like this. Yeah, it's wild to me. Because we were listening to this in bed last night, which I never thought was going to happen in my entire life. I just wanted to get a listen, and and yeah. then and then I like I just kept going and listening to stuff, so I was up so fucking late. Too late. Too late. But then I was up. Be- too late. I was up before you, and I cleaned the dog and other things. <laughs> other things. I don't the bathroom, have to, baby. I did laundry. I don't have to go through a list of everything I did, but Please man. Do. Everyone's <laughs> Dishes. No. You better have done the dishes. You need to shut up. You better have swept the floor. I haven't done that yet. So you want to talk about this, this song? This song sucks my old tits. <laughs> I, I, the only parts I don't like about this song are the girls singing because you know me and female voices. That's the only thing you don't like about this. Yeah, no, I think that part rules. But my face you'll never see. No! <laughs> but I'm also looking at it as a technical standpoint. It is hard to play that. And be fast. I lost, but I used to be able to do it when I was 17 years old, and now I can't fucking do it. But this, yeah, these parts are rough. This girl's from Indianapolis, by the way. Little fun fact. You're looking at me like I was saying it to like, you like it a little bit more? She's only an hour away. She needs to go back from where she came from. Indianapolis. The bitch. <laughs> I'm just kidding. And then Matt Marlow also really puts it heavy on the. Did you say Ricky Lake? Yeah, Ricky Lake. She really puts it heavy. Yeah, this part rules. I don't really enjoy the organ, but. But it's the I enjoy the organ more than you know any of the vocals, especially the. I hate the female vocals. It's ridiculous, and I mean it sucks that it's not. It's not a even playing ground. I don't think being a female metal vocalist, your odds of being good are so much lower than a male. I, At least from my perspective. I I. There are a lot of people who love female fronted metal bands, but I never generally do because they seem to do like an Evanescence route or this route where they're like it still just doing like sound angelic good. singing to like heavy metal, and I just don't really. I don't like the style that. at all. Yeah. It's very. <laughs> the first word that came to mind was grotesque, and I don't <laughs> know why, but it's it's. <laughs> you couldn't even finish your sentence. It's ultra cheese, but like, yeah. it's not even cheese. It's garbage. 
But I also hate the Phantom of the Opera. Hate it. I've never made it through it. I've seen like five minutes of it. I just know the storyline. Hate it. But uh, they're, back to the female friend of metal bands thing. When they do it, when they do metal vocals in a metal song, yeah, I guess I don't that's care different. what fucking gender. When you it's are. like growling shit, yeah, yeah, I don't. I guess I don't. Con- I'm not considering growling. Yeah, yeah no, like I'm, Arch Enemy with Angela Gossow. I think it was her name. I was fucking blown away by Angela. That what is it? Gossow, I think. God, if I could remember her name, I would have said it, but I can't remember it exactly. And then Glassberry. And then she damaged her throat too much and she left the band and became like a manager or something and then they got another female to do the and she does it's death metal vocals then I'm fine Ricky like uh, Kitty not a band I generally like but they still fucking like screamed they weren't like it almost seems like if you're a female fronted metal band she's singing opera over metal like, wasn't even that Amy, whatever her name is? Amy Lee. Wasn't she an opera singer? Or, like, trained with opera? I mean, it sounded, it sounds like it. I can't say. Me neither. I don't like the style at all. The legend! <laughs> it's so... Awful. I mean, it takes my focus off of how much I hate everything else because I hate her so much. Even though he's doing everything she's doing, just he has a penis while he's doing it. <laughs> all the far rules. But no, but it's Ow. it's bad. Hate all of it. This song can suck my the shit out of my asshole. I've got an idea of which song is Michelle's least favorite. I've I have s- no idea on your most favorite. I've said that the whole time, though. Yeah. Since the get-go, I've pretended this is my favorite song in the most sarcastic way possible. Oh, yeah. Cutting way cuts deep into my heart. And your fart? Yeah. I watched Gordon Ramsay either. A fart? Still beating Rattlesnake Heart today. <laughs> Didn't you have a green cover as well? No. No, you said the other one was yours too. I was joking. But no, I didn't change my microphone cover ever. It's still the same one. Didn't the cat steal it? I think he's got one of them. Or two of them. He stole another microphone sponge, and I had to hide it under your shirt. No, I don't care. That was his. Those are his. It was on a table, and he got up on the table and knocked it off. That's not cool. That's what I mean. See, he's still got like an edge to me. There's like a, there's a lot of clean singers. In metal world, who even do the, ah, it still seems like there's no distortion to it at all. So there's still this very clean, like, ah, whereas Matt Barlow's like, ah, and puts like a distortion. What like, is it? It's yeah. it. What is it? Uh, his name's Pennywise, uh, sometimes called Bob Gray. And then this super. This super song epic, is so super long. Inspired by Andrew Lloyd Webber. We call it the gallop. Like you're riding a horse. That's the style of drumming. I'm talking about the guitar and the drumming. Oh. 
Yeah, Richard Christie. I hear the drumming because that's ass. louder. I think the drums sound awesome on this fucking album. Every tone. Tom sound good. Snare sounds good. The Toms, the Steves, the Randys sound good. <laughs> Even the Bills. Bills, Bills, Bills. Hear them crash. Pay my automobiles. Can you pay my bills? We did it. We're nearing the very, very end. I'm so cold inside. <laughs> it's your fault. Yeah, this album rules, man. Fuck yeah, metal, brother. <laughs> Isn't it so funny how many styles of metal there can be? <laughs> I'm learning so many things. You are. And I haven't even gotten to grindcore yet. That's going to be noise to you. <laughs> So it's interesting because to me, it's like, try like this kind of music and this kind of music and this kind of music. And for you, it's like, here are just these different versions of rock music, like these different styles of rock music. No, I'm I'm not judging you. I'm just saying like you're, you're just breaking down rock into all of the like subgenres. So it's interesting. Um, So since we got through that, I think we're to the part of the podcast where it's time to go over some questions. I got questions at an American flag. I got questions at an American flag. You got answers because I got an American flag and a Bible and a gun. Questions. Why did you. That'd be the official one from now on. (laughs) That was fucking awesome. Why did you choose this? I've been listening to it prior. And uh, prior to uh, me having to choose an album. Okay. And I was like, you know what? So it wasn't the podcast that made you listen to this? or Nope. I had been going to sleep to it for probably about a week by that point. Because I go through, was it moods? I don't know if moods is the word, but just like, oh, yeah, I've listened to that band a long time. Mm-hmm. So then I just do. And then if I still like it, then I end up listening to it a lot. And go to sleep to it. And then I I just thought, I was like, you know what? This is going to be a funny episode. This is, I know Michelle's going to fucking hate this. And it's still metal, but it's not death metal. So I was at least in the metal world still, but I'm not making you listen to like crazy brutal, crazy voice balls out in the, in that world kind of way. By the way, if you say metal really fast, metal, metal. it sounds like Mel. So death Mel. <coughs> I've been listening to death Mel. I don't play death metal. I play death mail. Death mail. <laughs> death mail. I don't play death mail. Fuck De- you mail. Death mail. That's called anthrax. That, but I have no disputes. Which, by the way, we should listen to an anthrax album sometime. I'm sure we will. We'll get Scott Ian's big old fucking chin beard chin up in here. Oh, <laughs> I think they call those goatees. You ever but... seen pictures of him with hair? He's used to have long no. hair. Oh, yeah. Oh, wait. I think I have. Okay, what do you think I thought when you gave this to me, Sam? When I think you bestowed you didn't this know what it was beast sound upon like. me. I'm pretty sure you didn't know what it was going to sound like. And I think you just thought... Here I go again, some some metal band. Like, I don't think you were like, ah, fuck, or anything like that. Because I don't think you knew uh-huh. what it was going to sound like. Yeah, my judgment prior to listening to it. I did not know. 
I didn't know what, what was happening. Um, so I really didn't know what to expect. I didn't know it was going to be as cheesy as it was. I knew it was, I knew that there, it was different though. Like I knew it was, it's not like mm, radio friendly type stuff. It's more, I don't know. Not everyone who likes metal is going to be into iced earth, I guess. Like the no. mainstream. Nope. So <clears throat> I, I didn't really know what to expect, but I knew that it was going to be different in some way. Um, how, do you know how many, well, do you know how many times you've listened to it this last week? If I'm counting before I even chose it for the podcast, I'm going to no. say, okay, well then maybe seven. That's still a lot. Yeah, if I count the others, probably about 16. Yeah, that's not though. But I am at this point, just so I can tell you how much I had actually been listening to it. How many times I have listened to this in full length, except for Ghost of Freedom. When I was listening to it before the podcast, I skipped that song. But since it's podcast time and you have to go through it, I listen to it every time. So you're saying after three songs, you were still awake, typically? No. And then like the next night, I would start it like Imhotep. Oh. I'd be like, I probably fell asleep around here. We'll start right here. Oh, okay. I thought you just started from the beginning every time. No. I just heard the same two and a half songs. Yeah, that's why (laughs) I wasn't sure. Um, I listened to it four times. Four? One more than your minimum. I gave it one more than my minimum, even though I didn't want to. (laughs) But I was up this morning and I was just sitting around after doing stuff. And I was like, there's no reason... Like I'm, if I I should listen to something, I may as well just give time. this one more listen. There's no reason not to. Like, whatever. <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> um, do you know what? Oh, of course you do. Uh, least and most favorite songs. So, what, Sam, I think that your least favorite song on this. Let me see. Let. <clears throat> gotta know. I'm gonna say "Ghost of Freedom." I'm gonna say. You're absolutely correct. I chose the best part. I just don't enjoy this tone. I'm fine with people, like you said, I'm fine with people being patriotic, and I'm fine with people supporting the troops and stuff. But for some reason, and it's always been this way, I just find just an, it almost annoys me. It does me. When people are super patriotic. I agree. And, and I shouldn't even be that way unless you're patriotic to a point of, like, being blind to facts. Then that's when you really piss me off. But I think that that's kind of, like, that's what I think of personally when I think of stuff like that. Like, ultra yeah. people are, like, people who are just dumb and don't even, like, care what facts are. It's just, I'm on this side. If it's red, white, and blue, it's right. Yeah. <laughs> but really, if it's red, that's how I'd rather be than dead. Oh my god. Okay. Are we Are we being ginger racists again? No, not at all. It was red state. Oh, is what I meant. Okay. So, uh, all right. So, do you know what my least favorite song is? Did I say you were right? Yeah, I did. Yeah, you did. <laughs> that's why you played it for well, so fucking long. I'm pretty sure I know exactly what your least favorite song is. We and agree. It's called yeah. The Phantom it's Opera true. Ghost. The Phantom Opera Ghost is the worst song on this to me. And it's so long. It's eight minutes and 41 seconds long. It's almost, it's the second longest song, too. Yeah. It's not even the longest song. Yeah, I played the best part. 
There are two cats that just came in here, and in no time, they were bathing. Both of them. It's what they do. It's so weird. They're like in mid-fight, mid-run or something, or mid-anything, and then like just at the turn of a dime, they'll just... Oh, shit, I got to clean my ass real quick. Someone stops him. One of the animals stops and bathes, one of the cats, and the other cat just respectfully waits <laughs> because they understand. I understand that bathing is so important. Oh, yeah. your leg's dirty? Oh, I'll wait. You got a groom? <laughs> I'll just sit down for a Kit minute. cat will get dirty, though, sometimes. And, like, when, like, say, Oliver's, you know, starting to lick his back leg, then Kit, I've seen Kit Kat sneak up and just be like, and just oh, bite yeah. him real fast and Kit- you can see it on Oliver's face like hey motherfucker I was cleaning myself Kit Kat is hilariously like a rule breaker sometimes he is his personality is wonderful I love our animals I know all I do on social media is post about fucking cats and stuff and sometimes the dog but animals make me happy they're better than people <laughs> yeah, they're fun they're fun they're funny they stick their faces in uh Doorways and door, door cracks. Uh, I can't think of what door it's jams. Called. It's not a jam. There's a. Uh, it's not a leak. What do you call it through the door? Uh, air a draft. Dra- yes, there you go. <laughs> a, there's an air draft by yeah, the door. Door sucks. So the cat was just shoving its face in a crack where air is just pumping into the house. It's very. It's very energy efficient in this house. Mel knows all about shoving his face into cracks. He does. <laughs> he eats poop. <laughs> Actually, what's funny is I heard Mark Norman talk about this once. I think I told you. Mark Norman is a hilarious comedian that he ate some girl's ass. He got drunk and ate some girl's ass in the Midwest like years ago. Just like drunk after a show, whatever. And uh, ended up getting like extremely sick. Because <laughs> he like... You're eating poop. <laughs> Because she, I guess when he like went for it, because it's like a thing he's into, he said that she even seemed kind of like, oh, I don't know if you want to do that. And, like, <laughs> and he ended up getting like really sick, Ugh. like poop death sick. Poop death. All right. We're on to best. Most so, favorite. I have to choose what I think your most favorite song is. Yes. This is really, really tough because I truly have absolutely no fucking clue. Not even a little bit. Um, but I'm going to pretend I know and say I'm Hotep. I'm Hotep. I don't remember how it goes. I have no fucking idea how it goes. This is how Imhotep goes. Okay, yeah, I have no idea. I just looked at the song title and said it. Sam, what's your favorite track? You're incorrect. That's why I turned it down. I'm sure I'm incorrect. I have no confidence in that answer. I have to go with a little song about a little boy named that was honestly Damien. that was my first idea but i was like i thought it was too long to choose this riff fucking rules man you are a devil boy i am a devil boy hail satan hail satan all right so now it's my turn to choose the one you're going with and i think this might be the hardest one I've ever had to choose so far since uh, we've been doing this. Just if you can recall any of the information that we've discussed. I can't. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. Fuck. What would what, you what would with? make us? Oh, I can't give it away. I'm going to go with this one. A little song they like to call and Iron Maiden calls Transylvania. Yeah, that's right. I'm going to go ahead and just tell you. and Because I, I was going to say, what would... 
what would be one thing you can change that would make this a little easier for me to stomach? That's exactly what I did. Yes. What's the one without the singing? Yes. <laughs> yeah. And some of the, the groove, like, I can find the grooves in these songs more, even though it is still, like, just that big epic rock sound that I'm not into. Yeah. But I, I I don't know. I, that song is a little easier for me to listen to in general because yeah. I don't genuinely like anything on this album. Yeah. It's just I, I didn't not, think you would. It's just not my style. But <clears throat> that one is definitely easier to listen to. Are there riffs that happen that you can go, oh, yeah, I could see Sam liking this? Like, I understand you think, like, on the whole yeah like like damien that makes sense yeah but again i just don't drug me in i feel like even though i listened to the song the album four times i just don't know if i absorbed things as well i just i know what i really didn't like that stood out to me more yeah Yeah. this all is another album where i i i'm heavy into playing guitar at that point I still like playing guitar, but I was way more about like learning new things and practicing. So a lot of my music from like age 15 to, I don't know, 22, it's based on if I'm like thinking about how they played it. Mm-hmm. It's not even what it sounds like generally, necessarily. It obviously helps if I like the way it sounds, but like I would listen to this and be like, man, listen to his fucking skill. Like, the drums, like, he's fast on the drums. Like, wow, this is so cool technically. Even though I figured out that while he's very talented, a lot of these riffs are very easy to play. Okay. As long as you have easy to play with your left hand or whatever fretting hand you use. Is it just like a distortion sound that they put on it that makes it sound no, more intricate? No, it's that his right hand is doing a lot of intricate rhythms and they're very fast. But they also, a lot of the times, end up being... It's a lot of triplets. It's like a horse race. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's all, almost every Ice Earth album has that same exact type of writing. Mm-hmm. Like that song I've been working on, Travel and Stygian. So his right hand is fucking crazy fast and crazy good, but on the left, it's pretty simple to play. It's not that technical at all. And I figured that out, and I was like, oh, I still like it, but I, when I first heard it, I thought it was like, I'm going to be all over the fretboard, man. It's like I'd say Metallica is even more all over the fretboard than this is. Uh-huh. And then, you know, later I get into Dying Fetus and Necrophagist, and Necrophagist is just using the entire fretboard the whole fucking time. So then I was like, oh, that's, that's super technical playing. So you kind of basically have answered like how old you were when you first started listening to this already 16 16 um and how did you originally feel about it when you heard it didn't like it until i listened to the album called alive in athens and i heard it live so did you hear this album first and then they tried to give me actual studio albums first this album had just come out they were all real heavy into it they gave me the dark saga which is about uh, the whole album is the dark what the dark saga okay it's all about Spawn. It's the entire Spawn story at that point. Even the cover, Todd McFarlane drew a Spawn cover for them. Uh, they gave me in, uh, an album. I can't remember what it's called. And then they gave me this album. And I was like, yeah, you know, it's, I mean, the guitar's all right. And then they gave me Alive in Athens. And I was just like, for some reason, hearing him doing it live and accurate and not, you know, a lot of guys, studio magic helps. 
he could do all this on stage and better. It was better on stage, in my opinion. And on stage, he adds some growls. Like, he'd be like, a number just for me. And I'd be like, oh, yeah, that was fucking awesome. So then getting into it live made me get into the studio albums. And then by the time I get, my mom picks me up from band camp. I'm like, can we go to the CD store? And I went to the CD store and I bought Alive in Athens. I bought Horror Show and I bought The Dark Saga. So wow. within a week, I not only got into the band, but Just I ended up owning in. three fucking albums. Yeah, you went in hard. <laughs> All right, so. And my mom liked it because it was cleaner, metal and it was cleaner and she liked the singing. Would you recommend this today? Uh, not to most people. If I knew you liked power metal, if you came up and you're like, yeah, my favorite bands are Iron Maiden and Judas Priest. I'd be like, oh, do you listen to Is Ice that Earth? a common thing for people to be like, I like those two bands the most? If, if they do, if they do, like, not the most, but those are like the top. In my mind, bands that go, ah, they I, are the top. I guess I mean, by that I mean, is there anyone that you can think of who you know who you would recommend this to? Not that didn't give it to me. Okay. I would have said Jake then. I would have said David Klingham and Nick Francisco, but they all gave it to me. Uh-huh. So can't recommend a recommendation, <laughs> but All no, right. Adam's not in. Kirk's not in. I don't think Kirk was in. He might have been at the time, but he might have just been. I can't imagine he would be. Guy. Kent definitely not in. I can't imagine. Matt, he who shall not be named. You know, matter any senior son. <laughs> <laughs> okay, would I choose to listen to this again? No. So an hour to the <laughs> real quick. <laughs> so um. <clears throat> It's no surprise what's next. You know what's next. The people do. don't know what's next. Uh, we are definitely going to... We're trying to bank some episodes, so it's no surprise to you, but it's something that is near and dear to me. I've loved this forever. I love this artist. We are going to listen to Donovan's Greatest Hits. And when you texted it to me, I said out loud, easy peasy. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I should just start referring... When we get to the questions, I should just start referring people to the end of the previous episode to get your reaction <laughs> whether you, whether there's an easy peasy or not it's just to be like uh, you could already tell what he was thinking that's basically <laughs> the guideline is it is this easy peasy for sam or not because it's easy peasy i love having that phrase <laughs> that you created yourself <laughs> Yes, I created that <laughs> phrase. Just making sure. I, just I wanted took to clear it from things the man, up. man. And I made it mine, man. Yeah, bro. All right. Is that the end of the episode? That's done. We're out We're of done. here. Thanks for listening, everyone. Yes, we are a couple of critics podcast. We are on YouTube, Facebook. Find us wherever. Tell your people. Listen to our episodes. Uh, I got to get out of here. Bye. <laughs> bye, bye, bye. Bye. Get me the fuck out of this shit. I don't like this shit. Alright, that's enough. We're out of here.